0: Be Wealthy and Smart, episode 292. into a world of wealth and financial freedom without budgets, boredom or bosses on Be Wealthy and Smart. And now, here's your host, Linda P. Jones. Welcome to Be Wealthy and Smart. I'm Linda P. Jones, America's Wealth Mentor, empowering women and men worldwide to financial freedom. On today's show, we're going to talk about how to get rich and stay rich. And you're going to learn the three things you shouldn't change so that you can get rich and stay rich. Well, one of my very favorite authors is Thomas J. Stanley, and he wrote The Millionaire Next Door. He did a lot of research about what millionaires actually look like in terms of what they own, what kind of house they live in, what kind of car they drive, things like that. And it influenced me a lot because it was an early book that came out that had a lot of research behind it. And what he said basically was that millionaires are not wearing Rolexes, they're more likely to wear a Timex watch. And they're not driving a large C-class Mercedes, they're more likely to drive a, I think it was either a Toyota or something like that. And they're not the ones that live in the multi million dollar homes. They live in a very humble abode. And I think a good example of that would be Warren Buffett, one of the richest men in the entire world. And he, of course, lives in his same home in Omaha, Nebraska, that's worth about $650,000. He only purchased one home in his life and still lives in that same exact home. So it's very interesting. To read about millionaires and what kind of habits they have and what kind of things they're doing. And overall, I would say that Thomas Stanley said basically, don't act rich, be rich. And the, the point of that is that a lot of times, maybe someone gets their first job and they go out and buy a car that is a luxury car that they really can't afford. And so maybe they lease it, which compounds the problem. So they're looking rich, but they really can't afford the lifestyle that they're presenting to the world, if you will. Whereas, you know, maybe it would have been smarter to buy a used car, a few years old with low miles. Uh, to, you know, be a little bit more modest with the car to begin with, so you can put some money in the bank, etc. These kinds of principles were first brought out by Thomas Stanley, which was really interesting. And one quote that he said that I just love and is so apropos is, same house, same spouse, same car. So what he means by that is most of the millionaires that he studied lived in the same house, just like I mentioned about Warren Buffett. They had the same car in that they kept their cars for a very long time. I've talked about that and how I myself practice that and keep my cars for a very long time, buy very nice cars, a few years old, keep them in mint condition and keep them a very long time. Of course, I don't drive very many miles per year because I work from home. So I know some of you have really long commutes, and you go through mileage and cars because of that. And so I I understand that some people have a different situation. And you have to take that into account. And then he also said, same spouse, well, same spouse means that millionaires don't get divorced. So they don't have to divide their assets in divorce settlements because they have successful happy marriages. So I talked about same house and same car in podcast number 290, in which I said, moving quite frequently is something that is a huge expense for people. And people that have to continuously, you know, move to a bigger home and do that every few years are losing thousands and tens of thousands of dollars in commissions and having to upgrade their house to sell it and upgrade their new house that they buy or remodel or get it to your liking or buy window coverings and, you know, new flooring or countertops or whatever you have to do in that new house that you bought to make it what you like. And that realtor commissions and moving expenses, all of these things make it so expensive to move that people who move more frequently are just throwing tens of thousands of dollars out the window. One thing that I understand is that sometimes you have to get a smaller starter home so that you can build some equity and then buy a bigger home for your family. And I I totally get that. But what you also want to do is try and think about what can you do in a 10-year period instead of maybe a three-year period. You don't want to be buying and then having to move just in a couple years. So try to buy for a 10-year period. If you're a single person and you're not yet married, buy a place that could be somewhere that you could get married and maybe have one or two children that are toddlers before you had to get to the next house. So maybe that would span a 10-year period. And if you're someone who already has toddlers and you have to move to a neighborhood that has a better school district perhaps, then How to plan for that and also plan for where you're going to live when the kids go to high school, where you're going to live when the kids go to college, where you're going to live after you have an empty nest. You know, think about all of these things and make those part of your house buying decision making before you move so that you can live in the same home if possible. You know, my parents bought. A home right before I was born, and that was the only house that I lived in my entire life. My mother and father, after they retired, they still lived in that house, and my mom lived in that house until she passed away a couple years ago. Uh, she wasn't there when she passed away. She was in California, but she, you know, still had our home in Washington. So this is the kind of thing that you want to think about. Where can you live for the long term? and you know how can you move less frequently that's what you want to get in your brain is the less frequently you move the better off you're going to be so how can you make a house fit your needs longer term and stay in that home and thomas stanley's point was that the wealthy stay in a home even when they can afford a far larger home and a more showy home and a more showy neighborhood they choose not to go into that kind of a home, and they choose to save their money and invest their money instead. And when talking about keeping the same car for a long time, I've done a podcast about what cars last for 300,000 miles. So if you are someone who drives a lot, you can look at this list of 10 cars that routinely last for 300,000 miles to really get your money's worth out of your car. And it may not be the biggest luxury car that's out there, in fact, usually they're not, but they will be functional for you and they will be something that will get you your money's worth so you don't have to put all your money into your car and you can put your money into your investments instead and actually begin to grow your wealth. Considering the car and the house, those are two very important decisions that you make that are going to impact how much you grow wealth because if you're spending a lot of money moving frequently or buying a lot of cars, you're not going to have that money freed up to invest. And then over time, that's not going to be able to compound and create wealth for you and create a nice, comfortable retirement for you. So, and that's what I want for you. And I know that's what you want for yourselves. Those are things that you want to think about as your house and your car are two of your biggest purchases. They're two of your most important purchases. And they're two places where people really go wrong in terms of wasting a lot of money and overlooking that money is going out the window and that tens of thousands of dollars, literally, that could add up to anywhere from a quarter million to a half a million if invested over your lifetime and compounded could be added to your net worth. The one I didn't talk about is the same spouse. So I wanna talk about that for a minute now. Obviously, if you don't get divorced, you don't have to divide up your assets and that's what Thomas Stanley was saying you can't always help that, but you can try and understand that it is a very big part of being successful financially. And every marriage has hard times. Every marriage hits patches where you're not happy and you're maybe even miserable. And that's completely normal. But working through it, being committed, staying with it, hanging in there, going to counseling or doing whatever you need to do to save that marriage is going to also impact you financially for the better. So if you can do everything you can, not only for love, not only for possibly children, your family, your relationship, but also financially, it's going to be a good decision for you. I think people who have financial success really realize that, and they do everything they can to make that relationship work and to make it last so that they don't have the assets divided up. Because after all, research has proven that if you get divorced, it's more likely you'll get divorced again. So it's better if you can help it not to get divorced in the first place. Of course, it may already be too late or it may not be able to be helped. But if you can, I'm just saying that is a tried and true principle of the wealthy is that they tend to have long marriages and stay married to the same person. And that's just important for you to stick in the back of your mind and in your files back there, uh, just for your reference. So same house, same spouse, same car, according to Thomas Stanley those are important principles that can help you with how to get rich and stay rich those are three of the most important things that if you're focused on these can be tremendously helpful for you over the years hey have you heard i'm having a summer giveaway through the end of september you could win awesome prizes i have five wealthy mindset blueprint audio courses to give away You can learn how millionaires think the right thoughts for wealth before it happens. The value is $197. For each one of those, I'm giving away five. Or you can win a wealth journal. Learn the six steps to wealth. The value for that is $67. Here's what you need to do. Number one, leave the Be Wealthy and Smart podcast a review on iTunes if you have an Apple phone or computer or on Stitcher Radio for Android. Number two, like my Facebook fan page. That's at Linda P. Jones fan page on Facebook. Follow me on Twitter. Follow me on Instagram at Linda P. Jones for Twitter and Instagram. Then send me an email and let me know you did those things. I'm at lpjhome at gmail.com. I will then enter your name into a hat and we'll have a drawing in early October. And we'll have six winners of some really cool things. If you've already left a review, that's fine. Just go ahead and connect with me on social media. Again, on Facebook, Linda P. Jones fan page. On Twitter and Instagram, at Linda P. Jones. And then my email is lpjhome at gmail.com. And just let me know. You'll be entered into the drawing. And in early October, we will pick the winners. If you want to get your net worth moving in the right direction, Get my 11 quick financial tips to boost your wealth. There are 11 quick things anyone can do to get their net worth growing faster. It's at lyndapjones.com. That's all for today. Until next time, live the good life and be wealthy and smart. Thank you for listening to Be Wealthy and Smart with Linda P. Jones. Share the wealth and tell your family and friends about the show.